you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I'm your host, Lily. NPE is a term that stands for Not Parent Expected or Non-Paternity Event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believed them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to Episode 4, where today we will hear from Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, no problem. So let's start off from the very beginning. Let me know what your family was like growing up. Okay. Well, my family life was, I was raised by my grandparents, along with my older sister, who's four years older than me. Um, I had two younger brothers that was with us as well. They are each a year younger than me, so we're all stair-step kids, the three of us. Um, There was also two cousins our first cousins that was raised with us in the house as well. So there were six of us. I don't really remember living with my parents um, because we were young. I think I was about four when uh, we moved next door to my grandparents' home. Um, I remember bits and pieces of being with my mother, but never really my father in the home itself. Um, my sister remembers living with my mother and father together, but when, the, you know, while they're married, but we don't, the three of us don't really, because we were always living with our grandparents. That's all we know. Um, like I said, there were six of us. We, they moved to a bigger home, um, moved us all. We all, you know, we didn't do without anything, but, uh, uh, and that's where we all remained until we graduated high school and left home. That's, that's my life. Um, my parents would come and visit my mother was on drugs and in and out of jail. My father moved to California. He would come see us, you know, once a year, maybe twice a year, but he never lived with us or he never tried to, to come get us to take care of us. So we've, we've always lived with our grandparents. That's all we know. Oh, um, wow. Basically that's, that's how I grew up. Okay. That's, that's my life <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. So you were raised by your grandparents. My paternal grandparents, yes. Your paternal grandparents. Okay. Yes. And, a, and a lot of kids. Yeah, there were six of us. Like I said, my older sister. Um, and then my two younger brothers, that's four. And then there were two cousins. So there was, we were like the Brady Bunch, three girls, three boys. Oh, wow. And we okay. all remained there until we graduated high school. Okay. And then tell me more. What happens after that? And growing up in the home, I I was singled out by my grandmother. Um, I was treated differently. I was I knew it. Others knew it. She just didn't. There was something about I did. I never did get it. I just didn't get it. And I remember I was like ten or so, and I cried to my grandfather, and he'd be he'd tell me, you know, just stay away from her. She's just jealous because you're pretty. <laughs> I would think, okay, but I'm ten. You know, um, I knew early on, early on, that there was a difference being made and it was just me. There was there was no other difference with the other kids. It was just me. And that's our relationship just was just like, was just so for as long as I can remember until she passed away. It was just so. That I, sounds you know, very difficult. It, it was. It was growing up knowing. I mean, my friends knew it. 
you know. Um, my mother knew it, but she pretended that she didn't because she really couldn't do anything about it. You know, she was on, like I said, she was on drugs and in and out of prison and jail and, you know, that whole nonsense. And so uh, she really couldn't do anything about it. And I think she just kind of blocked it out. My father pretended that he, he said he didn't know, but he was never around. He lived in California. Maybe he didn't. Um, but he kind of added 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 fuel to the fire when I was in my teenage years. Um, him, like my sister, I never got along with. She's four years older than me. She used to always tease me, telling my dad was milkman. Just she was just like that. She, we were like oil and water. So she would always lie and tell these things. And so I never got along with my grandmother, my father, or her which made it my teenage life pretty much hell. It, it really was. My grandfather passed away um, five days before I turned 17. Um, and then it went from bad to worse. It went the very next day. I knew it. <laughs> I knew I was going to be fair game. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And so it was, it was a nightmare from, I mean, it was already bad, but from 16 on, it just, it was just miserable. It was absolutely miserable for me. But I knew my grandmother didn't care for me much. I knew she treated me different. I knew something was wrong. I don't know what. I just thought she didn't like me. You know, I, (laughs) as a kid, what do you know? I just thought she didn't like me. But as I got older, I knew it was something because I couldn't get along with my dad couldn't get along with her. You knew something wasn't right. And yeah. sounds like they were treating you differently, maybe definitely worse than what you deserved. And oh, it was it was bad. <laughs> it was it was miserable. I remember not crying at my grandfather's funeral. Everybody in this in there was I in my head, and I know this is selfish, <laughs> but all I thought was, God, I'm gonna be alone with this woman. The elder three kids have, the older three have already left the home. So it was just, I was the oldest at that point. And then my two younger brothers. And I just knew I'm fair game to her at this point, from this day on. And that's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened to me. I was fair game. And she let me have it. She really did. And I won't say beatings or anything. Mentally, she let me have it. It went from zero to 60. It really did. That sounds horrible. I'm yeah. sorry for you. Oh, no. It's, you know, I mean, adding my sister, who was the biggest liar on the planet at the time, you know? Yeah. And my dad, I really didn't get along with him. It was, it was, it was miserable. I remember they showed up to my graduation. They didn't want to, but they were there. Nobody took a picture. Nobody really said it. It was, it ain't funny. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> But it was really, thinking about it now, it was miserable. It was like, and I remember saying to myself, if I ever had a kid, this is never, ever, ever going to happen to them, ever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's just how I lived in that house. God, I'm sorry. No, you know, I, but you know, what's crazy is I could not put my finger on what this is what is the basis of this why is it like this you know like i said my sister used to tease me 
when we were kids and say my dad was the milkman. She really did. She claimed she didn't know, but, you know, in hindsight, <laughs> she might have um, heard something or mumble of something or, you know, there was even an uncle, like my mother's uncle. So he was my great uncle. And the green, he would only come get me, like no other kid in that house, just me. And this went on for years. And he would make sure I had things for school. It was, it, he bought me my first car. I mean, it was crazy. And I think back on that stuff now and go, this was insane. It was, it was, and if I would have had the sense to put it all together, maybe I would have done it before, you know. It, all these years, I'm 51 now. I found out all this information when I was, you know, about being an MP when I was 50. But when I was, after I had my daughter about 23 years old, and I, you know, my father hadn't met her. He didn't meet her until she was 11. In my head, I thought, he can't possibly be my father because <laughs> there's just no way because she hates my gut. This woman hates my guts. I don't get along with him. I don't feel, I feel off. This doesn't feel right. There's something wrong. There is something wrong. And I knew it from a young age, like 12. This is, this is not right. This is weird. And I feel out of place. And I felt out of place my whole entire life. I, I always say it was maybe like if a kid was adopted and they didn't know they were adopted, but they felt out of place, out of pocket, in some kind of way. That's how I, that's how I, I, I felt. That's how my whole life. And I remember just keeping it to myself because I was pretty much labeled the black sheep or the, she don't care about family or, you know, I kind of put myself, uh, set myself back from everything, like looking from the outside in. And so I, it's not like I wasn't family oriented. I just stayed out of the drama and set myself on the outside just to stay sane, just to stay sane. I kept it to myself because I knew if I ever said anything, like, I don't think dad's my dad, it would have snowballed into, I thought life was hard, just regular life stuff, but add that onto it, it would have just been a nightmare. So I kept it to myself, kept my thoughts to myself. I never told anybody. My daughter's father, I might have mentioned it to him. I never told anybody else. You never told anyone, but you all—you re- always felt different. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So, like I was on the outside of this family looking in. Like something was not clicking with me. Like me and my brothers are really, really tight, but everybody else, I just felt like I was not. I didn't fit. For some reason, I didn't fit. How did you find out you were an NPE? Um, my brother, my brother was my, one of my younger brothers was going through something similar, or you know, and he was confiding in me, and me and the other brother, and you know, we were on three way, and we were talking, and you know, we we're talking through this, and finally, I said, you know what? I said, I don't think that's my. And I thought they would be mad and hate me, and. They didn't. They were just like, why you feel that way? I said, because grandma hated my guts. She just hated me. To Just hated me. And I said, I just don't feel it. I don't. And I never, ever have. And so I 
want, I told the brother, I said, I want to do a DNA test. I told them. And they said, do it. I mean, you did, there were things that happened to you that was different from us. I mean, you did not have the same experience in that house. And so they encouraged me to do it. And for my 50th birthday, they bought me the kit. Sent it to me here in in Oregon. And um, I did it. And uh, February 19th, I opened the email and, you know, and I'm all excited and I'm looking at my ethnicity. And then I clicked on matches. Um, And on the matches side, it had these two people with the same last name and above my brother's name. So not knowing what that was, I had his password to his ancestry. So I went on to his and looked and they weren't on him. The nail in the coffin to me was there's a, a cousin we grew up with that was raised in the house. She was on his, but not on mine. And her, their, our fathers were brothers. So I knew then that I wasn't. So that same day, I emailed the first person, which was just initials and a last name. I emailed that first person. And I, I said simply, you know, I gave her my name. Um, told her where I was born and raised. She came up, you came up on my ancestry. I don't know how we're related. I have no idea. And I said, I just, maybe you could help me out. Um, I think by 10 o'clock that night, I found out in 12 hours. 10 o'clock that night, she had emailed me back because I was showing my daughter. She got home for it and was showing all the stuff. And she said, you got an email. And the woman, <laughs> which was insane, she tells me her name. She says, she's my aunt. From my father's side. My father's her younger brother, so-and-so. And he met my mother when he was in the military station. And my mother had an affair with this man because she was married to my father. And so she's telling me all that. I mean, she hit me in the first paragraph. And I was dumbfounded. I, I mean, I knew, but hearing it from somebody else, <laughs> it kind of throws you into a tailspin, you know? And I remember laughing and crying and laughing because... I said, I knew it. And in my head, I'm thinking, I I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I've known it for 40 years. I've known it since I was a child. I just knew it. And um, she told me all this stuff. And I called. She left all her phone numbers. I called her. She happened to be the one person in that family that was looking for me this entire time. Hmm. And that's who I contacted. That's who I emailed. And she said she'd been waiting for this moment. And I, and in my head, like they knew about me. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a second. You know, you don't know how to feel. You go through so many. I, like I said, I laughed. I, <laughs> I cried, called my brothers and I, I told them, you know, um, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, I knew, but to hear it from somebody else, it's something totally different. And so I just, that's how I found out. I had to call my mother the next day. My brothers told me to wait till I saw her in person. I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. So I called her the next day. And I didn't tell her about the DNA test. What I did say was I asked her who so-and-so was. You know, gave the full name. She got super quiet. Um... She got ready to start lying to me. She said, Jill, who told you? And I said, Mom, look, before you start lying to me, before you start, you know, going down that road, I told her about the DNA test. I told her what the woman had told me, which was my, ended up being my aunt. 
I told her what she said. And I said, all I need you to tell me is what this lady's telling me true. That's all. I'm going to let you easy, let you off easy with a yes or no. She got real quiet. I said, come on, mom, you've been holding on to this for 50 years. Free yourself. I told her to free herself. I said, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at anybody. I just knew I wasn't crazy, but I need you to tell me the truth. And she said, well, she said, yeah, she just, you know, this is somebody who's been on drugs, who's still on drugs, mind you. Fessing up. I mean, I freed her. I pretty much freed her. And I had to find out on my own. And she was going to, she told me she was going to take it to her grave. She was never going to tell me. And I found out on my own because I needed to know. You know, I, I, I needed to know that I was not making this stuff up in my head. I just knew what I felt. I knew what my soul was telling me. And I, that's how I found out. You weren't going crazy. What you felt was real. And, yeah. and you finally, you knew it all along and you finally got it validated. I'm glad your mother was, I'm glad at least she was honest with you in the end. She didn't have a choice. I didn't let her, you know, I said, come on, mom. I think what helped was I said, I'm not mad. I'm not going to be mad. I said, I'm 50. It's not like I'm 12, you know? I'm not going to be upset with anybody. I'm, I just need to know the truth. And she, first thing out of her mouth was, why do you want to know? Because of the way Miss Her- May, Miss, well, my grandmother treated me. And I said, absolutely. If you're asking that question, then you know why. Mm. You're asking me that question, then you know exactly. It's almost like the floodgate opened. <laughs> like the, the family, um, you know, the family I've, I belong to just... I'm, I don't like, I'm not one to talk on the phone. I mean, my phone never stopped ringing for like weeks. And Facebook, people were, you know, friending me on Facebook. It was, it was, <laughs> it was nonstop for weeks. I think three days later, my father called me. My, my biological father called me. And he says, well, he says, I guess you was waiting for this phone call. And I said, absolutely. Actually, I wasn't. But I knew there was something wrong. And I knew I didn't belong somewhere. You know, like one of these pieces didn't fit. And he and I, he just told me everything. Everything my mother wouldn't tell me, he told me. He had no problems telling me. He said, I knew you were. She didn't tell me that she was pregnant, but kind of guessed that she was. I guess she had written some letter to his parents because he got sent to Vietnam. And so she really didn't tell him, you know, um, but he had told, he said, you aren't a secret. I told everybody I possibly have this daughter out there. I, I've told my kids known it from a very young age. My family knew it. Like they all knew about me. I just didn't know. And I think they were just waiting for me to find them. Oh. And that's exactly what I did. Oh, yeah, they said they didn't want to disrupt my mother's married life back in the day, back in the 60s. You know, back then, 60s was a bit much. You go through so many emotions. I'm just glad it turned out the way that it did. You're in touch with your birth father. And Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how is that relationship going? It's good. I just went in April and spent three weeks with him. He just moved to Phoenix, back to Phoenix. Um, he was going through a divorce and so. And I went and spent three weeks with him and met um, a brother and two sisters and a, two nieces while I was there. Um, 
what's crazy is I say, is that funny? I say, I woke up, I went to bed one night and I had four brothers and sisters and I woke up one morning and I had 10. Oh. <laughs> so that's, how, <laughs> that's how I put it. I went to bed with four, but I woke up with 10. And so, and it's a huge family. It's like my family that I was raised with, super small, super small, but there are, there are tons of them. They have tons of cousins and it's, it's crazy. So I spent three weeks with him, which was good, which was really good. Um, I got, like I said, I got to meet the last of the, the sisters and that brother. They were also welcoming. It was, it's been, it's been crazy. I got an aunt that I look exactly like her. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. We have the same birthmark. It's crazy. I look just like his sister, which is insane. <clears throat> and, wow. But it's been you know, like you read some stories that things aren't going so well, but I'm, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with a with a happy, with a good ending. You know? Oh, thank thank goodness! I I love when I can hear that because not every NPE has that sort of story, and so I'm I'm happy that for you. Yeah. And it, it 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 like I said, he called right away. It, um, my aunt made it seem like you know it's gonna take a minute. I'm gonna have to call him, but. You know, I'm going to wait till Friday. Something happened where it had to get bumped up a few days. But he called and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was really, he was really cool about it. Nope. You are my firstborn. I know you're my firstborn. I, it's, it's, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Um, I, I didn't even know how to react because like I said, I don't, I'm not a big talker on the phone and all this and that and that, but wow, it's been good. It's been really good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And have you had a chance to talk with your birth certificate father about this? I have. I have. Oh. I called him. I waited. I waited because we don't have the best relationship. Yes. He didn't raise you. Yeah. It got really bad. It got, it was bad over the years. And then, you know, my father-in-law would get on me about making things right. Blah, blah. So I, I did. And, uh, then last October, it took a turn. It, it went back to normal, to the normal way. So I waited a couple weeks, about a week. And then I called him and I told him about, you know, the ancestry thing. And I said, well, and I, I asked him, did he know? And at first he said, no. And I said, come on, dad, I'm 50. You know, I mean, come on. And he said, well, of course I knew, but you're still my daughter. Yeah, but you you were horrible to me too. You know, like, I didn't say that, but yeah, you know, I confronted everybody. I didn't, you know, my mother was like, well, won't you just get a billboard? You're just going to tell everybody. <laughs> I said, you know what? This is my story. Y'all started all this. This yes. is your problem now. <laughs> this is my story though. And it's going to have a good ending. And it, and it did. And it yeah. did. Yeah. I had nothing else for you any, anymore. And you shouldn't want to hide either. I mean, God, you've been holding on at mom for so long. Yeah. Enough yeah. with the secrets. Let the secrets out. Exactly. Exactly. And I felt so good. It felt like I was free. Like I was free. I was free from this prison that my grandmother, this box my grandmother put me in, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I kept myself there because I didn't know anything else. You were not imagining that you were you were being treated poorly, and it sounds like your grandmother always suspected that 
She knew. She she, she knew. knew. Yeah. Okay. I I know she, I I know she did. I'm telling you, I was singled out at six kids. I just she knew it. She didn't like my mother at all. Mm. At all. Matter of fact, she didn't like my father either. I think she was mad. They they dumped these kids in her lap, and one of them don't even belong to her. Period. <laughs> You know what I mean? One of them don't belong to her, period. And she held on to that till the day she left this earth. I'm telling you. I went to see her in the rest home when she was, you know, she still had her fat. She knew everybody else in that room. And I was standing up against the wall. She said, now, who are you? And I thought, you know what, lady? You are going to go down with, you are going down. You're just going to go all out with it. And I kind of laughed while I walked boy, she just won't stop. She just will not. <laughs> I just was like, yeah, she knew. She yeah, knew. yeah, yeah. She knew, and my grandfather probably knew too. But he was the most loving person ever, and he just didn't care. It just didn't matter to him, you know. They didn't split us up, so I ought to be. I'm. I am grateful. I'm grateful because I could have had a much different life, you know. Yeah, they would have just said, "We're not taking that one." you know, cause she don't belong to us, but that's not what happened. So you have known you were an NPE now for, it sounds like quite a while. Has it been over? February, February of last year. So like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Year and a half. So have things gotten better? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I can breathe. Um, internally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like there are some, my my brothers and sisters that I was raised with are, they all took, were good with it. All of them were good with it. And my sister is never good with anything, but but she was good. Everybody's been good with it. I mean, I have a, I, I never had a female in my family ever in 50 years that I could just talk to that could tell me things about anything. I was never taught a whole lot of stuff. I left home not knowing how to do laundry for God's sake. I mean, cause my, I never stayed, I never stayed around my grandmother long enough. She wouldn't teach me anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I left home not knowing a whole lot of things, but now I have this aunt that I can talk to about anything, mm. you know, and she's just, I've never had that. You know, I talked to my father, but it's nothing like having a female in your family that you can talk to. Yeah, and I've never had that, but I have that now. I have a daughter. My daughter's twenty-seven years old, and she, she's so easygoing. She's just, you know, to her, this is great. She just knows her mom is different. Like she knows her mom is, and I keep saying she's free. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be all right. I'm not that ball-headed stepchild. I'm not that, mm. you know, I, that. Yeah. You know, you think of Cinderella and how she was treated. Not saying I'm Cinderella, but I'm just saying the dynamics of it all. Yeah. Um, I'm not that person. Wow. I'm not that person anymore. So that's good. Thank goodness for that. Absolutely. And if people want to hear more from you and and get in touch with you, is there a way that they can do that? Yes. um, I will give my email address. J-I-L-L-Y-N Harris H-A-R-R-I-S 67 at Gmail Thank you. Thanks again to Jill for sharing today. 
this these stories mean so much to us because these stories we all identify with them if you are an npe that would like to share your story email npe stories at gmail.com and you do not have to give any identifying information and i'd like to hear from you and subscribe to this podcast to hear more come heal with us Thank you.